Hi, I'm Josh Gibbons. And I'm Stan Gibbons. And welcome to this episode of Rescuing Churches, where it's always a great adventure discussing church vitalization and pastoral life. Learn more at 614ministries.org. So if you caught our last episode, we were in the middle of discussing what to do during church decline. And specifically, we looked at six ways to get through the gloom of decline. And we talked about, number one, getting real with your elders and your leaders. Mm -hmm. Number two, making sure that your elders, leaders understand that decline is not outside of God's work. It can actually be part of a new work, right? And number three, remind your staff and your leaders to live by faith and not by sight. Number four. Number four, as a pastor, you have to have a close friend to whom you can vent. Number five, be the voice of faith. And number six, don't blame your congregants. Right. All that helps you mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually kind of address those issues. Exactly. All that helps with those things. Exactly. And you can go back and you can listen to that episode if you missed it, part one of on what to do when the church is declining. We want to kind of continue that conversation today with five things that you can do to help create positive energy in your church. And these these things are not rocket science tips and pointers, right? They're, they're no. not, not magical solutions that you pulled out of some. Not, not, not magic dust. Right. No, you didn't pull these out of, out of a, you know, weird secret book of sorcery or something like that. Oh, no, no, It's no. this very practical, <laughs> basic stuff. Yeah. And, and, I mean, you say it all the time yourself. You said it from the pulpit this morning, actually. You're you're a C student, so. Right. If, yeah, if, it's all C student stuff. I, I'll, I'll, just, I'll just say flat out to all the pastors out there, as Stan's son, if Stan can figure this stuff out, anybody can figure it out. <laughs> I'm just right. kidding. I'm just going to say that's that. Right. Right. I'm, I'm fired. Right. I'm probably fired now. So <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm officially looking for a new job as we speak. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Rescuing Churches with Stan and Josh Gibbons. This is the official podcast of 614 Ministries, where we exist to renew vision and restore hope at struggling churches across the country. With over 80% of churches in decline and 1,500 pastors a month battling depression, we strive to equip members and encourage ministers to pursue new directions of stability and growth. things you can do to help turn energy positive in your church. That's a big issue. Once the energy gets negative, last podcast we talked about yep. this. That rain cloud. Little, rain, little doom and gloom rain little cloud. And, and when you walk cloud. into church, the whole energy of the church is down, not up. Yep. And, and there's a sort of a sadness. And getting that energy back is very important. Working with your elders and leaders to understand that hope is necessary. That was all last podcast. Really important. Absolutely. But then there's other things you can fit. You can literally practically do physical things to do to help sometimes. Right. So the first thing that you have here is that you can bring some people into your fellowship to share exciting and refreshing testimonies. You have to go get them and you have to ask around. And we've talked about like the example of what we do at our local church here in Mobile at Northside Bible Church. We've had testimonies on the lawn, things like that. What's the kind of the 
practical process for going out and getting people like for a pastor? How does that actually well, work? Well, the, the, the deal is you need to go get somebody outside your church circle who's not in the doom gloom circle and bring them in to share their testimony. Find somebody in your community that's got an upbeat, wow, Jesus, this is awesome, I love life testimony and get them standing in front of your people. And that alone, that one service and that 15-minute, or if you give them the whole service, 30-minute, 40-minute deal, that'll make that service have an energy that it hasn't you haven't had probably in a while. So, sure. so you, you find uh, local people that you know. I would talk to other pastors. Somebody in their church has just you know, recently given a testimony or gotten saved, and their life is completely turned around. Somebody that's been walking with the Lord four or five years out of rehab, and they've just got this really sort of zealous, on-fire ability. Every community has groups of these people roaming around in the in the neighborhood. <laughs> it's just identifying. So you may have to network with your, uh, if you have an associational meeting or whatever, you may just have to start calling local churches, larger local churches to find, is there somebody in your church that, does, that has done that or can do that for us? And I would say a couple of things. First of all, invite them, get to know them, sit down with them and vet the testimony so you're sure it's a solid testimony. It's not just a, you know, wow moment but they really do they did receive christ and christ changed everything and they know to glorify christ not their sins and all that but but you know there's a lot of great things that can happen in a good testimony so so find some people that are excited about their faith and their testimony bring them in and i would also suggest pray about and ask god the person that you the first two or three you find and do them once a month or once every two weeks or whatever but the first two or three, you might ask them if they would mind hanging with your church for a few weeks. Sure. You're not trying to steal sheep. I would ask them to get permission from their pastor to come to your church exactly. and interact with your people and be there for a couple of Sundays. By doing that, because their energy is positive, you now introduce positive energy into negative energy. And the people that enjoyed their testimony the first Sunday they were there when they come back, it's like, oh, hey, I remember you. And yeah. now energy goes up. Yeah. So You were that great story that we had last week. Right, right. <laughs> and and it's okay for them to say, hey, I'm not coming here regularly, but I just want to hang out with you for a few weeks. A yeah, exactly. And if you can get some guys to do that, some guys or gals to do that, it can change the energy level in your church mm-hmm. pretty quick. Yeah. And it, as a pastor, if you're going out and finding two or three of those yep. over the next couple, three months, you're going to keep recycling that positive energy, and people are going to start feeling better. Absolutely. And, and again, that's essential to, to a degree. I mean, the energy of the church can change. Yeah, get, getting out there and finding those people. And, and that kind of ministry level networking is a big part of this. And even for introverted pastors like yourself, correct. Um, you, you can still get out there and do this. You need to be able to form relationships with those kind of people. With yeah. And you were asking practically, I would tell you that for us, one of the greatest places to do that is our local rehabs. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And if you know the director of any of your local faith-based rehabs, yep. that their, director that yep. director can give you the name of somebody that was, he's been out of the rehab for five or six years, four or five years, and he regularly teaches in the area. He goes to rehab and teaches. He's, he's at such and such church down the street, and they've got him in a Sunday school class, or he's working with the youth, and he's got this high-energy profile high energy testimony that's really awesome so the the local rehab director will know some of that exactly call, call them at you got you know you may need to buy a lunch for a rehab sure. director well and that's all part um, of networking yeah that's and all just get part to know them but, but once you get those four or five names 
and you start networking, you'll find that. Yeah, and you, you need to build those kind of relationships with those other pastors. And yeah, sometimes the chaplain of a police or sheriff's department may yep. know those guys. Yeah, they can know those guys too. So um, learn their names, figure out what they do. E- and even the chaplain of a jail. Even the jail chaplain. The jail chaplain. Oh, yeah. They know who comes into jail to yes, testify to jailers that I was a former jailed guy. <laughs> exactly. And now God, Jesus saved me. Exactly. So they have that. So you could just reach out to the, yep. to the chaplain at the local jail sometimes and get the name of a guy that's really good at sharing his testimony. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. The second thing here in your list is to teach your people to share short, simple testimonies. These are what we call elevator testimonies. Have them share them in the service every few weeks, few at a time. And we've done this before. It's a great connection for people. It's a great way for people to engage. Mm-hmm. Um, we've even done it through uh, videos on social media. It's, Correct. It works great on that platform, especially. And it, and it resonates with people and they start to see the authenticity that's there. Yeah, when when you teach your people how to do it, and you can do it in a service, by the way. If you're sure. a small church, it's really easy to do this in a service. Oh, yeah. Um, takes about 10 or 15 minutes to do it in a service, and then have them actually do a rough practice in that service out loud. Two or three people do that. Um, but over the time, over time, you can say, next Sunday, we're going to, I'm going to ask some of you to share your elevator testimonies. I usually find two or three people that I know don't mind doing that and say, hey, this Sunday when we sing this song, in the middle of it, I'm going to stop and ask you to share your testimony, your elevator testimony. Right. You're going to be put on the spot. Yeah. And then that, but that inspires others to do theirs as well and do try the theirs. Exactly. And so sometimes the energy gets changed when our, when the people get to interact with one another in the congregation and hear from each other, not just from the pulpit. I think as a small church, sometimes a small declining church, as the pastor, we want to have a lot of control. So we, we do all the talking, we do all the announcements, we do all the everything. Yeah. And, and the New Testament church in Paul's day was more of a roundtable. People were all talking together. There was, may have been a master teacher sometimes, may not sometimes. Sometimes it was a, hey, what have you learned? Exactly. So along with this elevator testimony, I would say, and you know we do this pretty regular here, um, I would just ask the people, hey, would somebody share a Bible verse that meant something to you this week? Just read the verse out loud to us. And, and let's all hear the word of God from different sources in our sanctuary. Sure. You know, from young, there's a young child that reads a verse and you go, wow, that's great. You know, then you have a senior citizen read a verse. That's great. Single mom reads a verse. Yep. You know, it's just all energy. Yeah. Um, and, it, and it's and, encouraging because you're seeing how the word is impacting different demographics, age groups, and people across the body of Christ. Yeah. And I'll just tell you candidly, the last few times we've done that, uh, we've done it on a couple of Wednesday nights. And a few Sundays, I was amazed at how many people quoted that verse. They didn't look Hell it up. Yeah. yeah. And I'm just as a pastor looking out in the congregation going, wow, our yeah. people are memorizing <laughs> scripture. That's awesome. That's great. That was really cool. That's cool. Yeah. So again, the energy goes up. Yep. You know, it's a, it's, it's a small energy boost at a time when your energy's, you know, positive drained, being drained. Exactly. Exactly. And then the third thing on your list here is to start a small group specifically to rekindle passions of, of faith and fellowship. You can choose a select few or add some. Are there any specific small group curriculums or examples you might have for something like this? Is there a, a I th- I think, selection process? I think the pastor should pray about what it is we need to get back to. Right, um, right. We, we, obviously, we're losing ground somewhere. Sure, yeah, if you're in spiritually, this kind of, you're So, in this so kind of that's position. a shepherd moment where you really have to step into your shepherd role and say, you know, what are my sheep struggling with? You know, are we eating bad grass? Are yeah. <laughs> we are we not eating grass? Are we not getting enough hydration? So I need to get more, you know, living water for them. Um, or, or the, 
you know, or the sheep infested with something that's irritating them and we got to get that dealt with. Sure. So, so the curriculum you're talking about, I'm not sure you need it necessarily a curriculum unless you design it yourself, but it's going to require you to put some time into this. But what I'm suggesting is get four or five people. I would especially look for the people that are in leadership roles that can help you with vocalization of positives. And you call them to a very special small group meeting that's all designed to anchor us back to the stuff we love about our faith, about being being the children of God, being saved at the foot of the cross, being washed in the blood of Christ, uh, being renewed um, to a newness of life, um, having you know been filled with the joy of Jesus, having a hope that never disappoints, Romans chapter 6, um, having a peace that passes understanding. You need to get back to, those are all three areas of verses I would look at, look up by the way, but having, having a, I would, I would try to rekindle everybody and say, we've got to get back to being in love with this and stop focusing on whatever the negative that's happened in our church congregation. The body of Christ is in decline, but the energy of our salvation hasn't changed. The goodness of God hasn't changed. The grace of God hasn't changed. Absolutely. And so you want to get people to, to get into doing that. And sometimes you might need, even in that small group, same as we talked about in the first one, you might want to bring in an outsider from another church that's already got the energy. Their church, he's doing fine. And say, you know, can you help just partner with us for six weeks in this Bible study when we talk, you talk. When we ask questions, you share the same thing. One, it kind of gets everybody's perspective outside of their own church for a little bit. Um, but but that person may build up the the strength and energy, you know, sure. in in that group. Because um, you want to find somebody that loves loves the body of Christ, loves life. And if you know somebody like that, say, hey, I just want you to hang out with us for six. I just need six weeks of your time. I'm gonna do. Sure. And I would do this in somebody's home, not at the institutional place of your church, unless your church is really a warm place. Right. Uh, if you have some sort of warm environment at the church to do it in, but most churches, a little more institutional. So I would do this in a home uh, where we're not, you know, trying to figure out if, you know, the lights work at the church this week or, you know, how much power we're running, all the stuff that when you're in decline, you start worrying about. Right. I would just say, hey, we're just going to meet at my house. We're going to, you know, pass around a bag of chips and talk to each other and, yeah. yeah, and that kind of casual environment is great because it reinforces the ability for people to just connect on a personal level and have right. those kinds of conversations. Yeah, and I'm really so not encouraging a for. full-blown blow-up Bible study right. exegetical teaching. Yeah. I'm saying read a verse or two, and just give, give a devotional highlight, highlight. great yep. thought of it, yeah. and then say, hey, let's all talk about this. Where are we with this? How are you doing with this? How yeah. can we help get there? Yeah. Kind of thing. Some good life connections yeah. and some authenticity. Jesus, Jesus like promises that. to give us, in John 15, he promises to give us his joy. So why aren't we experiencing his joy? What is it about our church that we can't experience this joy? Absolutely. You know, sometimes it's just, well, I just forgot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, now I remind it. I'm yeah. good now. So. Yeah. Now, now we can have a talk yeah. about that. Mm-hmm. And then fourth on the list is to pray for and find a local outreach that you can serve. And this is where you mentioned things like homeless shelters and salvation armies or rescue missions, um, faith-based drug and alcohol rehab centers. And um, if you've been listening to our podcast for a while, you know that we're connected uh, to a couple of those. And we've got great relationships with some of those here in town. And um, you should be connecting and, and serving. And we've seen those relationships pay off in tremendous ways through our ministry at our local church here. Um 
So talk talk to us about that for a little yeah, bit. When, how does, how when your work? local ministries like those, rescue missions, homeless missions, drug and alcohol rehab missions, when they when the people that regularly attend those are going through programs in those, see your church faithfully, not once in a blue moon, but faithfully come in and just check off with them, see how they're doing. Um, those those men and women are drawn to your church. They're looking for a spiritual family that can carry them through a hard rehab. Exactly. And some of them need a local church to attend anyway. They have to. They have, have to have yeah, one. It's a big thing, the Sometimes rehabs I go to. We're, it's we're, a requirement. We're, we're talking all the time with the directors at the rehabs I hang out with. If you're, if the last latter part of the program is not plugging them into local churches, yep. In this hometown that they're from, or if they're from Missouri, find the local church in Missouri that they can start onlining with or whatever. But they need to be in a local church. So, so I think a good part of helping this is is start connecting with them and serve them. And it, they may have a full preaching calendar, so you don't get a chance to preach. But it doesn't mean you can't show up at a chapel or the snack, bring the snacks to the after chapel meeting. Right. Uh, or an early afternoon when, when everybody's downtime, you, you know, you can just show up there and say, hey, we brought toothpaste and soap for everybody. Exactly. And just meet a few people and get to talk to them and hang out. And you'll be surprised at how how well that works. Um, and then the other thing is take somebody from your church to do that with you. Yep. When you're out doing ministry, try to take somebody with you because they'll get the high, yep. the high that comes with doing that. Uh, they'll get that high and come back to church on Sunday energized, energized. by what happened exactly. in, those, in those other and meetings. And they'll want to tell so, other people, hey, I was out with pastor so-and-so and this great thing happened oh, it was awesome yeah. yeah it was awesome when we went to this mission and we did this we met these mm -hmm. people and this is how god worked and again some of this is going to go back to the networking aspect that we were talking about earlier exactly. you're going to have to find these places they're not just going to always come to you well they're not calling you yeah. necessarily you're, you're going to have to seek them out sometimes mm -hmm. and and be proactive about building those relationships right right so, and and, and if you got somebody with you that's a seasoned saint, they've been around for a while. It's it's not out of my norm regularly with I have somebody with me on campus to say, "Hey, Bill and I were just talking last time I was here. This is my friend from our church. He's one of our Sunday school teachers or worship leader, whoever he is." And I, I connect the two and I say, "You know, Bill was asking for prayer last time about his mom's going through something." Um, would you be willing to pray for him about that? And I put my friend from church on the spot to pray out sure. loud, you know, for that person. Yeah, and, and then you I don't, I don't put him in an awkward place, but now there's a connection there. Well, and you could even give him a heads up ahead of time that yeah. he's going to know about. Now that, there's you know. a connection there. And you um, build that relationship. Yeah. yeah. Or exactly. hey, I just want him to share. I want I want you to share a Bible verse with him. So yeah. again, you get them doing ministry alongside you, and it builds their energy up. Yeah, that's a great tip. And then finally on the list here, number five, is to partner with another pastor in the region whose church is also in decline. You can invite them in to meet with your leaders and uh, discern key issues and things like that. And so, you know, I've seen you do this several times. I even have been out to dinner with you when you've been doing this right, right. with other pastors and having yeah, and lunch. warning, warning, warning. Building that kind of relationship. Warning, Will Robinson yeah. and Joshua Gibbons. Um, this is not a pity party no, meeting. You can stretch. have the pity party thing some other time. This, this is not that. This, is, this is two partners, two 
pastors whose churches are in decline exactly. who want to get together and build, build one another up. And build each other up. Yeah, exactly. build each other up. And yes. so you listen to and discern. Sometimes they can discern a key issue that you can't see because they're outside the circle. Sure. And then sometimes you can do the same thing. You can discern a key issue, um, and you can get insight from each other. So I would say, especially if you've connected with a couple of pastors and one of them has a great interest in what you're going through or seems to go, you know, it seems like you ought to be, have you thought about this? In other words, they're constantly trying to give you input and it sounds like what they're talking about, they're maybe onto something. Yeah. I would invite them into leadership circle meetings now. Oh, I'd yeah, say, for sure. I'd say, hey, at our next official board meeting or elders meeting or staff meeting, lay staff or whatever, would you just come sit and let's let us you hear all of us talk and then you share what you think and uh we we'd like to pick your brain about this. Yeah. I think I think you bring that pastor into that other level. And that's encouraging for him and it's encouraging for your church. Correct. It, it lets him know, you know, I I I have something to give to to, right. to this church and you know, you're you're doing that connection building and relationship building that we've been talking about. That's all very along. correct. So um, but specifically within that, what are some ways that pastors, because I know even a couple of the pastors that we minister to through 614 are going to want to know the answer to this question. What are some ways that pastors can, some practical ways they can find neighboring ministers to build relationships with at nearby churches? Because it's not just a, a, a hey, I'm going to go to the church that's, you know, two blocks down and knock on the door and introduce myself. Not every pastor is built that way. So, but it, but it might be that you have well, to get out of your comfort the zone. The good news is, you know, in the um, modern, modern era that, era we, that live we live in, in. <laughs> you can look them up online, look up the church, Oh yeah, reach out by an email or co- some contact way in, in there. Now, now, I will say this. In the modern era we live in, hopefully their website is updated. <laughs> yes, and maybe the, and it is, maybe it didn't. And it's not the picture of the last pastor, and you get there, and you find out it's a completely different guy with yeah. a different name. Yeah. That, that or, tends or to happen. Or a lady. Yeah. There's a lady pastor there. Yeah, that tends that to lady. happen sometimes. That's it's like, hey, yeah. that's not who I thought it was yeah, going to be. you're not who I thought it, you were supposed to be at all. So, so I I would say that, you know, riding around town, if you have a church association meeting, then then you know a bunch of people. Oh, yeah, they a, know a bunch a great, of people. Great so, so you can look at that. But it also, just riding around town, yeah. you know, you see that the pastor's name's possibly on the sign. On the sign if not, yeah. it's going to be on a web page. Yeah. Uh, if not, you can always just look at the number and call. Exactly. And some secretary yeah. at some point is going to return your call, you hope. You hope. <laughs> and and, uh, and you could just say, hey, I'm just looking for, I'm a local pastor in town looking to meet meet the pastor of your church and, and just fellowship with him. And I'd like to be able to pray for your church. And I'm asking you to pray for ours. Um, and then you get to find out, are they, you know, are they in the same situation you're in? Numbers going down, finances going down. You know, energy's low kind of deal. If he's in and up, you might want to say, hey, I need your energy to come to me, man. Exactly. So, exactly. yeah, let's talk about that. You exactly. know, what's got y'all going up? Well, so, and that's that's the encouragement there. Is yeah, that but partnering should... with other pastors in your area are, is very, very critical to helping Absolutely. you get stabilized through these hard times. Stabilize and encourage, and it, it lets you know there's, a, there's another local minister here that's going through similar things to, to what we're going through. And yeah. And I think in the, in the biggest picture of all this, I just want to say before you close this out, there are, as a pastor, you can get that tunnel vision that the 15, 20, 30 people, 45 people you see every Sunday who are in the low ebb, yep. they're low energy people now because all this stuff's rocked our world and we don't know what's going on and we're feeling sorry for ourselves. 
there's hundreds of godly believers right around your same church exactly. building. Exactly. They don't exactly. go to your church. They go to other churches. Exactly. And that may be disappointing to you. Yep. But you can <laughs> find them and eventually connect with them enough to get them to minister back into your world. Absolutely. Um, and and I, I don't... That's a huge part yeah. of church revitalization. Huge mm-hmm. part of it. I don't think it's that hard to find men and women who love giving their testimony. They were broken, uh, wounded, and they love traveling. I'll just say this as we close. If you can't find that, I've I've got a list of five or six people. I could give you their phone numbers right now. They wouldn't mind me doing it, literally, on this podcast. If, you, if we wanted to, we're not going to. But they wouldn't mind that because they don't mind going to a church, even if they're traveling yeah. you know, to Georgia or wherever from Alabama. They will go share their testimony on Sunday to build up the body of Christ, exactly. men and women. So yeah, That's what they do. Don't Don't be afraid to have that. Yeah. And don't be afraid to call and ask us. Exactly. Exactly. And Josh is going to tell you how to call. <laughs> well, thanks for listening to this episode of Rescuing Churches. We hope you found this content and dialogue helpful and inspiring. If you'd like to give us some thoughts and feedback about the show, we'd love to hear from you at 601-909-0614. Or you can email us at 614-rebuild at gmail.com. You can also follow us on all of our social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at 614-rebuild.